Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 74, uh, social media, Pred Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, and we're on X and YouTube at Pred Wings Pod, and our email is predwingspodcast at gmail.com. So, um, here we are for another week, uh, no beer league minute, a uh, nice little rest, um, so we just we start up our Thursday league You're starts. Not grace us with another story from your beer league minute. Come on, give us something. Uh, I don't have anything. Well, actually, Tuesday I skate right, out. Actually, I guess it is beer league, even though it's not goalie. Uh, Tuesdays I play. Uh, I actually skate out. It's a D minus league. Uh, we got like one win this season, so we're not all that good of a team. Um, don't have any scoring. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I actually got to play center. Um, yeah, I think it was like almost all the way, up, almost the end of the second period before I actually got a face off. <laughs> Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you some questions. I'm going to put you in a scenario. So you're out there skating, and it's a tie game, third period, and all of a sudden you just see your teammate and and one of the opposing players drop the gloves. What are you doing? Oh! Right. Well... It's beer. What did you do. <laughs> it's beer league, so I'm gonna turn it off, <laughs> or um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Are like, you gonna go interfere and like try to separate them? Are you gonna let it ride out and try to not to take the penalty? Like, which beer leaguer are you? I'm not gonna do anything because if you fight, you get kicked out. I didn't say you were fighting. Did you go in and try to separate them? Yeah, I usually try to do that, and the linesman's like, or the ref's like, what are you doing? Because you've been down this road before, right? I mean, <laughs> now, the, the way I can describe Dan is he was like a Brad Marchand. No. Beer league. I wasn't that bad. I mean, you're a decent not, skater. You're a decent I'm not skater. a scorer. Okay, but I mean, you would get... I mean, you would you would get a little scrappy out there. That's because everybody uh, would check me and stuff like that. So you 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 felt like victim, right? Well, I you know, there's some players that can go right to the front of the net and they won't get touched. I go to the front of the net and I get like hacked. You go for the net and you don't get touched. And how would you know that? How the hell would you know? Well, that? well, when you used to play, I can tell you that that's not true. Um, it seems like every time I was on your line, you never got touched. Oh my god, I would get hacked and slashed and whacked, and it was terrible. That's oh, oh man, your job is oh. Well, yeah, then they just let you set up in front of their, their especially people like you to score all the time. I mean, I did the league in scoring my rookie year. That's because you were all, all your goals came right in front of the crease, yeah. kind of like mine. I, I mean, it was just rookie luck. I mean, I, I suck. <laughs> I am probably lower than D minus. And I just, I mean, it just happened to fall into place. It was the strangest thing that's ever happened. And Pastorella led the league in assists. You moron! It was craziness. It was it was fun. That's because you that always shoot the fuck. You hated Chad. Everybody hated him. Chadley. 
Well, okay. Uh, I like the beer league, but it took uh, way too much time this week. <laughs> no, I had fun. I, I like to in the mind of D-Law. It's, it's fun to dissect his brain once in a while. No. You want me to roll right into uh, Red Wings here? Sure. It wasn't oh. very fun. No, no, it wasn't a good fun stretch of hockey for sure. Um, but Detroit actually, you know, I, I feel like every time they score first, they get dominated. It's I don't know why. It's just kind of an observation that I've kind of made. Maybe it's just happened a couple of times that I just happen to pay attention to it. But Daniel Sprung comes out, gets the first goal. And from there on out, it was not terrible hockey. Uh, Reimer definitely didn't do us any favors with less than like two one hundredths of a second left in the first period. Asa Lundell gets a goal from like the blue line, just dumping it in on goal. It was, it was not, not a good, it was a bad goal for him to give up. The the wings needed that. It deflated them at the end of the first period. And that put, at that point, it put the, the stars up two to one on Detroit. When Detroit came out, I thought I thought they played a pretty well played game. I, I the you know the power play for Dallas was just incredible. They were fifty percent on the power play, but they you know after that second goal by Asa Lindell, I just felt like everything just fell apart for Detroit because they got the next two goals in the the second period. Jake Robertson Robertson got his ninth of the season, and then. One of your buddies there, Matt Duchesne, uh, he got it his seventh on the season. And You're more on. That just put put Detroit up four to one. It was it was not it was not good to that point. But then we had a little t- change of luck. Berger gets a goal, quick goal from Valeno. Um, but then uh, Pavelski gets the the power play goal, and that just kind of sealed the deal. And then they they get an empty netter. Now, up until that goal by Lindell, I actually thought the Wings played rather competitively against a top-tier team. And it gave me a little bit of hope that they would, um, you know, be... I I think we can climb back in. Like, I'm not counting the, the Wings out by any means. But these are the games that they have to find ways to win. I mean, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, you can win a, a game against Buffalo. I mean, no offense to Buffalo. They're 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 starting to blossom now. But when Detroit played them, they were on a terrible losing streak. Detroit needs to win the games that matter, and this is one of those games. And Detroit just got, became deflated after that goal. And I'm not placing it all on Reimer because the team just kind of fell apart. They are taking terrible penalties. And overall, they just they didn't play well. So, Wings drop a six to three final in Dallas, and yeah, just uh, needed to move on after that one. Well, then on our back to back both away games, Detroit heads into St. Louis where they got a little bit of you know a little bit of better luck. They they came out and did not score the first goal in this game. Saad comes out, gets the goal, and puts St. Louis up one nothing. And actually, at this point, believe it or not, I actually thought to myself, now, Dilo, I'm serious. I don't know if you ever do this. But, like, you get these little intuitions when you sit there. And I just said to myself, before this happened, if St. Louis scores the first goal of the game, Detroit's going to win it. Well, as soon as they score the first goal, um, you know, just over halfway, Jake Wallman comes and gets a nice unassisted goal. And it was it was pretty nice, and then Jonathan Bergeron, um, who just on a side note, they did move him back down to Grand Rapids. I don't think that because we did get Comfort and um, Costin back in the lineup or, or on the roster, the active roster. So Bergeron went back down to the AHL, which I think is a good move. There's no sense in having this kid sit up here and waiting for his opportunity when he can be getting some ice time. Um, but anyways, he he came up. And played a really good role for Detroit. A couple of goals um, in his little bit of stint, or his little stint of time on the roster. Um, but then right away it was it was all St. Louis in the second period. They started out real strong. Um, 
you know, Cider ended up getting a goal for Detroit. But St. Louis came out and scored three in the second period. Two of them came quite early on. So, you know, I, I started to get that feeling like, you know, Detroit is, you know, they're not going to, they're just, they're falling apart. They're unraveling at this point. Um, but then the third period, it was just all Detroit. It was all Detroit. Raymond comes out, scores an early power play goal, uh, pass from Kane. Now, I just want to make a mention about Kane. I, I'm seeing a lot of flack on Kane, how he's not scoring goals. What is he doing out there? We well, did get an assist on this play. But I want to mention this. When you watch him play the game, it just, the game slows down. And it's, it's I've never paid attention to it, but you watch it and it just, the game slows down. He makes good passes. Of course, there's going to be errant passes. And I spoke about this last episode, but he plays a game where he just sees the ice so well. Just give him time to acclimate. And, you know, when I get into the next recap, I'll explain a little bit more. But Detroit comes out of this game with a 6-4 final. It was just a, you know, a well, well-played game. They played a complete game. They, they battled back. And they, they didn't let the adversity get to them on a back-to-back. Um, they won 52% of their face-offs. They just they had a great game. And if they could play every game like this. But again, St. Louis is also a team that Detroit should beat. You know, they're not a top-caliber team. But if we want to consider ourselves contenders, like, yeah, this is a team that, you know, we, we should be beating. Still no Larkin, but he is skating, so hopefully we we get him back here soon. And then the last game. Now, this game for Detroit was just, it was not good. It was, it looked awful from start to finish. Uh, Detroit could not score a goal that I mean Rasmussen netted one uh, but they lost two to one 39 shots on goal for Carolina they absolutely blew line up I don't blame him at all I thought he played a phenomenal game I think he looks like a guy that we should probably hang on to but besides that the wings did not show up we're changing lines around. I mean, Newsy was, he. I, I don't even remember the lines. I think he had uh, Kane with uh, Comfer, and I, I don't even remember what the lines were. But I'm watching the game, and it's like, man, they're, they, they're not connecting with any of their passes. They're not entering the zone. They're not able to break out of their own zone. Everything just looked forced. It looked pressured. It didn't look slow like I talked about Kane last last game. But when you're changing the lineups like that, you're not going to get into a rhythm. Like, I, I think we just got to put Kane back with Dabrinkit. That, that line was, you know, so, there's a lot of potential with it. Why Why would they change, they change the lineup? Was there any injuries or well, they brought other than Larkin? Well, we got Comfer and... Costin back. Oh, that's fine when they change then to make room. But I'm saying, if it, I mean, different. if if it's if it's working, why don't you just keep the same? You know, it worked against St. Louis. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, I I was watching this game and I was, I was just, oh, it was just not good. This was not. It was just not a well played game. And again, there was there was just no. They couldn't break into the zone. They would dump it deep. They'd get caught up along the boards. I mean, Fabry got absolutely blown up behind the the goal, and nothing happened. Yeah, they just they didn't play well. And then, um, you know, moving into Philly, same exact thing. They just they they were outpowered the entire game. They didn't even score a goal in this game. Again, they switched lines again, and. I, I think it's just time to to stop to stop doing it. I, I do. I I mean, it just everything looked erratic. And I know I'm gonna give 
an honorable mention, you know, later on in our in our top ten. But I'm gonna give an honorable mention to uh the Flyers because they're they're playing good hockey. And they, they kinda scare me a Bunch little bit. Bunch of jerks. Yeah, you know, I, I they scare me a little bit. You know, and again, I Detroit played it just terrible. It was a garbage another garbage game with garbage lines. They looked erratic. They looked uncomfortable. They couldn't get into the zone. They couldn't get a breakout. They were outpowered throughout the entire game. But Philly's Philly's scary. I mean, they've they've got some, you know, they've got some pretty pretty big boys out there, and they're and they're not afraid to throw their weight around. This was the game that I'm sorry. This was the game that Fabry got hit behind the net, he got cut cut open. He cut a shoulder right to the head. I don't think there was any. I haven't heard of any fines or anything that came from the hit, but it was it was pretty questionable. Um, but we were just we were beat up the entire game, like just pounded on, absolutely pounded on. I mean, Delorier was out there hitting people. Tippett was out there hitting people. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, Ristolainen was the one that took the run at uh, Fabry. But these are big boys throwing their weight around. Then you got a guy, Tortorella, behind the bench who loves that type of a hockey game. I mean, that's he thrives in that environment. When he's got a team that plays like that, I, I think he thrives. He loves to outpower his opponents, and he's got a team that's doing it. You know, while they didn't score a ton of goals, they still won the game. And at the end of the day, the number of goals doesn't matter as long as you have more than your opponent. So I I, I think Philly could be a team to kind of look out for this year. I mean, that's just that's just what I think. And, you know, that ra- I mean, this ra- that's a wrap on my my recaps. Just the wings. The wings had a pretty, pretty poor last couple of games, and you know I'm hoping that, just hoping that they can bounce back. But yeah, keep an eye on the Flyers. That's just my my thoughts. D Law, what do you got? Oh, uh, as you leave with the Flyers, uh, the Preds. That was a good segue, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I that, set you up good there. Yeah, the Preds, uh, my first game uh, this week, uh, the Flyers come into town. Um, well, it seems like the Predators and the Wings kind of play, it's like their schedule's kind of like in line. They play the same teams. So it's sort of like Washington and the Predators, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, they're coming off a couple road games, terrible tornadoes in Nashville. Uh, it's the first home game uh since those tornadoes, so they had a little moment of silence. Um, as six of them, six people lost their life in it, so um, and then they got a little uh, little fundraising thing going on. So that's scary. So it was nice to see. Um, you know, we forget about you know this is the game we're playing, and you know, something like that happens. And but anyway, um, uh. Tomasino and Barry, Tyson Barry, who I'll get into a little bit later. Um, I'm not happy in Nashville. Um, They're not happy in Nashville? Tyson Barry isn't. Um, and he, don't forget, he was involved in that, uh, the uh, Eckholm trade to Edmonton. Actually, he got traded for him. But uh, they were both, Tomasino and Barry were both healthy scratches. So um, kind of keep in mind on those. They could be keep, getting moved. Keep those, well, Barry, but may not, maybe not Tomasino. But just, um, you know, I'll, I'll mention those names coming up in a couple of recaps. But uh, other than that, there's no other scratches. Uh, Ryan McDonough, uh, you know, he come back from his injury. He's got seven points in his last 11 games. Um, but I know I got in this little rant last last year with Dallas and there were some other teams. Uh, the fans, you know, they, during the National Anthem, they yell out. They're like the, in Dallas, they yell stars. And I don't remember what other team sells something. And, um, well... <laughs> I have to say something against for with the Predators fans. Um, they're starting to do uh, 
You know how UC sounds? His name's UC. Well, the one they started the national anthem. You know, how it does, you know, all say, can you see? Well, when they get to that part, they all yell, UC. I don't know. I just don't think that they should be, you know, that's the national anthem. You don't. You don't yell and stuff like that during the national. But anyway, let's get into the the game. Flyers early in the period they got called for slashing, but I don't think it was. A, I don't know how. What I mean, he didn't slash him. I don't know. Um, I don't know how they called it. Uh, so the Preds go on the power play, but I mean, it just he. Uh, what I don't know. It wasn't a slash. I know that. And even announcer said that too. They did not score in the power play, but uh, they put the Preds, uh, you know, shot the puck. Nyquist in front. He tipped a tipped a shot. Uh, that was on the, the the Preds' fourth shot. That's Nyquist's fourth goal of the season. Um, but they, uh, the Flyers came out flying because they were. You know, after the first period, uh, they were out shooting them fourteen to seven. But the Flyers were, um, but the Preds had that one nothing lead. So, so that was you know, Saros just, um, you know, standing at his head again. Um, McCarron, um, there was a delayed penalty. Um, he gets his fourth, uh, so that put him up two nothing. So that's that really. Uh, I think that really uh, deflated the, the Flyers. Um, they, they they claim they touched the puck just before that. They didn't gain possession. So apparently you can touch it. Um, apparently you have to gain, actually have possession. Now, I don't, I mean, I know we talked about this last season. Um, I'm not sure what constitutes possession. I mean, the Preds the pred end up scoring at, right after that. Um, but, um, you know, 2 nothing lead. Saros made this. He was definitely, he. I mean, he, he won this game for them. Um, he actually made a stickless save. He, you know, what he was doing was it went on a stick. I think it got, uh, it was in the corners on there. He couldn't, he didn't, he didn't have time to, to go, retrieved this puck because the Flyers kept it in, but he he made a save on it. Um, but they, you know, the Preds just they weren't really playing all that good at that time, uh, despite the two nothing lead. Um, the Flyers kept coming. They scored really late. There's like 23 seconds left. Uh, that was in the second period, right after a penalty kill. So I mean, those things really, you know, and this. You know, I was talking about the press power play the last few games, and this game they just they weren't they were lethargic. They just didn't. They were zero for three. Uh, so you know, just I, I don't know. They just tired, or um, they got a too many players penalty early in the third. It's like within the first minute. So that's a mental. That's a mental mistake right there. The Preds penalty killing actually zero for four, but that that was a. Preds, that was a Flyers power play that was 0 for 4. So, you know, a second game in a row. So they, you know, they killed off 19 of the last 20 penalties. Um, uh, they've, they've allowed just four power play goals in the last 30 chances in 10 games. So, I mean, they are that They're taking way too many penalties. I mean, 10 games, 30 penalties. Um, or 30, 30 power play goals again, or 30 penalty kills. That's too much in 10 games. Um, the Flyers ended up tying it, um, with, you know, midway through the period. They got away with a penalty. The Flyers did. They, they, I don't know how they missed this. It was a it was totally no call. Um, Nyquist got dragged down. He had to puck and, uh, and I mean, he was just, he, pretty much tackled. It looked like football. Um, I don't know how they didn't call that. Um, but then right after that, that, you know, that sparked the Preds. Um, they came, really came on after the, after the Flyers tying goal. Um, but the Flyers shot blocking was just on an unreal, you know, and, and, and I mentioned, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, in my Pred Wings 10, um, all the Flyers are, are on a streak, and I believe uh, I believe they were like on a seven game win streak before this game. So you know the rest missed another high stick late uh, hit Yossi right in the face. Um, 
But uh, just so this game goes in overtime, and who else? Forsberg gets his 15th, just 18 seconds in. Uh, just because he crashed in that, uh, he he actually shot the puck, kind of snuck through the you know. Um, Arison was playing for the Flyers. So he he had it, but it dropped kind of like behind him. Followed up a shot and found a loose puck and put it home. Uh, so Preds win, win this one three two. Uh, after this one, uh, you know that overtime goal. Uh, Forsberg set the franchise record for overtime goals. So that really that leads us into the Carolina game. Uh, they, they had they got a they had to go right to Carolina. Um, they had a couple days off before that, um, but uh, they started Lankinen, which probably wasn't a good probably probably wasn't a good decision. Um, it kind of did. Kind kind of worked its way though, um, but the Preds got right on the board first. Parsonen uh, gets his sixth, um, but then Caroline came right back with a couple goals, a couple power play goals. So um, you know the Preds penalty kill has been really great up until this game. Um, so they give the Carolina a two to one lead. Yossi gets his seventh, ties it. Um, and then Carolina responded right, right again uh, with a couple more, so that puts that put Carolina up four to two. Uh, but then O'Reilly uh, tips a he tipped a Forsberg shot. That's his thirteenth. Um, that was a power play goal. Preds turn it over. Um, Carolina regained their two goal lead. Uh, but then I had mentioned Tyson Berry was a healthy scratch against the Flyers. He comes in, scores his first. Um, that cut the lead. Uh, five four, and then uh, Lazan, another defenseman. Uh, he gets his second of the season, ties the game at five, sends it, sends this game to overtime. And who else? Any guesses? Philip Forsberg again. He gets his sixteenth in overtime. Not quite as fast. Uh, thirty three seconds this time. So still fast, but not as fast as the Flyers. Um, so the Preds walked away with a 6-5 win. Uh, you know, Carolina, they had those two power play goals. Two for Preds are creeping up, too. They're, they're playing some good uh, hockey. But uh, Preds were one for three in the power play, so the power play is starting to cool off a little bit. Then they had to go, you know, back-to-back games. They'd fly right back to Nashville for a home game on Saturday against Washington. Uh, Saros gets to start in this one. He won nine of his last ten starts. Um, and then uh, I guess he's a rookie goaltender, Charlie Lindgren. Uh, he started for Washington. He, he actually didn't play that bad. You know, Preds came out flying, actually. You know, you know, Washington got the first shot on goal. But after that, Preds just pretty much controlled the play. Uh, Sissons uh, scored a tip on, a, on the power play. So power play is starting to heat up a little bit. Um but another little side note, uh, O'Reilly went hard into the, hard into the boards. Um, I, I don't know. He was going out to the pocket. Didn't wasn't he was kind of battling with a Washington player. I don't know if they, he actually hit him, but when he went to the boards, his blade on his uh, one skate popped off. Actually, kind of went flying. And when they actually was laying on the ice for a while, uh, there was a no stoppage in, in play for probably like seven seven minutes around that time. Um, but he actually literally crawled. He was kind of like doing the, you know, how the goalies uh, kind of like push off with their skate in the crease. Well, he was doing that the whole way. He was behind the one net, and he had to do that the whole way back. So, I mean, talk about uh, talk about effort by O'Reilly. And, 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 you know, the play is going on. He's a tough guy. He's, he's, oh. he's been known for being tough. The play is going on, and, you know, they can't, they're not going to blow the whistle. It's not, it wasn't an injury. It was an equipment malfunction. In fact, I think uh, so a goalie lost his blade at one time uh, five, four or five years ago now. I don't remember who it was. Um, you know, he, he was they didn't blow the whistle because – it wasn't an injury, you know. But anyway, um, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned, you know, the pressure just controlling the play. Um, 
And um, Ovechkin, you know, he's he's struggling hard. He just had he had just one shot on goal in the first period, but he ended up with six shots on goal for the game. Uh, no goals. Uh, he actually led everybody with six shots on goal. So, um, but you know, Washington came back in the second, a little pushback. Um, outshot the Preds thirteen to six. But you know, Saros just amazing again. Um, um, McDonough got a high stick penalty. Um, it's it, it was even a penalty. I remember when you he hit Saros. He hit Oshi in the shoulder, and they called a penalty. And Oshi acted like he got. I don't know. It, it wasn't a penalty. So anyway, after that high sticking penalty that gives Capitals two man advantage, um, amazingly, uh, the Preds kills it off. Um, and then just after, uh, just after the uh, after the, the the penalty kills, Tomasino ends up scores in a breakaway. Um, but that's it. That was the second. And now you'd mentioned Tomasino was a healthy scratch uh, the game before. Uh, actually, it was against the Flyers. Um, so, you know, I guess that's something what Bruno does. <laughs> I don't know. Healthy scratch, and next game or two comes back and they score a goal. Um, I mean, obviously, it varies a different situation. Um, uh, but he's got uh, Tomasino's. That was his, and he's got nine points in his last 15, so he's heating up. Smith got an assist on that goal. It was a nice little – he was actually – it wasn't really, I mean, it was, a. I mean, it was a pass, but it wasn't really a pay. He was just kind of like, he, Washington had him pen, kind of penned in and he was just trying to get the puck out of the zone. And he just kind of like swiped the puck up and found Smith, he, you know, at the, right, right at the blue line, right at his blue line. And, you know, and, and uh, Thomas, you know, just, you know, he skated, all the way down, I got end up with a breakaway on that, but that was Smith's ten points in his last fifteen games. Um, so he's heating up to um, Ovechkin. You know, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, he slashed Forsberg's stick right out of his hand, broke broke Forsberg's stick. So obviously it's a penalty, but he's complaining to the refs. It's like, dude, you're like forty years old. You better run the league. You better run the game for how long now? You broke the stick. This uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. can't. I don't know. I. I. I, don't, I guess they all complain. They I don't know. Yeah. But um, but then uh, the yak uh, he gets his seventh right after that power play. Um, he actually kind of kicked the puck, and then uh, got it with the stick. Um. So uh, a nice little gritty, little gritty goal, doing the gritty like the like Detroit does. Um, so that put him on three to one, and um, kind of a weird move for the Capitals. They pull the goaltender with just over three minutes to play, down three to one. I don't know why they do that. That seems like a long time. Uh, it sort of worked, even though they didn't score. Um, Preds end up taking a penalty with just just over two minutes to play, so that gave them a six on four advantage, and that seems like an awful long time, though. I mean, they're only yeah, down. If you have team and you've got momentum, I would do it all day long. Well, I mean, no matter what, if you don't score, you lose. So it really doesn't matter if you score. Yeah, you know, I guess, but you know, they almost scored. Preds almost scored into that goal. Uh, Cody Glass was all alone. He gets hooked. It was just like twelve seconds left. And I thought that that was supposed to be an empty net. That would be awarded a goal, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It don't really wasn't from behind. It was kind of like from the side. So maybe that's why it wasn't a clear cut. But, I mean, they, they gave him a penalty, but it was like 12 seconds left. So it's like, but then Washington does their crap. Um, actually, I don't, I didn't hear if he got suspended. So, I, I mean, I can, and Nick, it was Nick Jensen. He ended up slew footing Novak right at the end of the game, but I don't know. I haven't heard if he got suspended. I haven't heard anything. So, yeah, BC didn't. But, you know, press power play there. I mean, they did score a power play goal, but they ended up one for three. So, 
it's they need to work on that a little bit. But you know, Washington's power play, they were one for four, so I mean, and they had enough, you know, they had that two man advantage. So the the pal- the Preds pallet killing is still doing their job. And with this win, with Sorrell's win, he ties Volkun, Thomas Volkun, uh, for second in franchise wins with 161, trailing only uh, the great Pecorine. Um But, you know, during the stretch, um, it just... The Preds, in that how how you know how good they they've been. Um, they really haven't had a lot of losing streaks. Um, you know, October they had you know they they would kind of like lose one, win one, kind of like that. But since November, um, it's they've had more win streaks than losing streaks. Um, they started November off with a four game win streak, and then um, and then you know they lost a couple. And then they had a, that six-game winning streak, and, then, and so just so they lose games, but they're only they're they're not losing in streaks. They're only like one, two games, and then they start their winning streaks again. Then then they had a little three-game winning streak before they lost again, and now right now they're currently on a four-game winning streak. So that's you know that's the difference in the season right now. Um, Compared to the last few seasons, you know they get they lose and then just get into that slump where they end up turning into like a five six game losing streak. So, I mean, if they can keep that up, you know, keep that you know, keep it up where they only lose one or two games in a row before they start winning again. And well, that uh, that happened before. That's not going to happen again. Um, Not. Well, Vegas will probably end up getting that. Uh, well, maybe not, but, um, but yeah, that's that. That's my recast for this week. Just three of them. Well, I think we should get into the fines and suspensions because there there are none. Uh, good, good. Brinson was suspended one game. Oh, that was um, about that one. No, that was on the eleventh. Oh, wait, no. Nick Cousins. Oh, did we talk about that? I thought we did. Happened on the tenth of December. Oh, Peron got six. I don't remember. I don't remember talking about that. But anyway, uh, last left. Um, we were talking about Peron. I don't know if we mentioned his suspension or if we had a hearing. He getting six games, and he tried to appeal it. Um, How did that appeal? Did so the appeal didn't go through? No, I, I don't think it did. What's okay. Cool, so you look at Austin Matthews. Remember when he cross-checked what's his name right in the right in the side of the face? He got two games. If David Perron was at the level of the Austin Matthews and the Connor McDavid's and the Connor Bedard's, then he would have gotten two games. Peros is unfit. He's a joke, and I actually agree with Peron's agent on everything that he's mentioned throughout this journey, because the inconsistencies are disgusting. Peron is not a repeat offender. He deserved a suspension, but six games is a bit much. And I, I can't, there's this factor and that factor is retaliatory. It doesn't matter. Fact of the matter is, you cross somebody in the face, cross check somebody in the face. That is all that matters. I don't care what the circumstances are. How severe was the cross check? Did it hospitalize the guy? Did he lose some teeth? Like, what, what are the circumstances? And he ended up getting six games for his. But you can go back. There's a laundry list of guys that got a game, fines, two games for their incidents. So did you hear, did, did Poster not get anything for his from last night, two nights ago? I haven't heard anything about that. That was a pure and blatant boarding call. Like without, I mean, no hesitation. Like, I know he got ejected from the game, but, I mean, now that was also intentional. And I don't know. Why didn't he get a game? But anyways, it's not on here, so and there are no fines. I don't know if you saw that. Watson was the last. Actually, before I go into some other news, just briefly, I just want to mention how I, you know about the Tyson Berry thing. Um, nothing new. I don't know. You know they're probably gonna trade him, but then again, um, 
who who's going to trade for a 32-year-old defenseman? I don't think his salary is that much, so that's the only thing. Um, but I hear, you know, there's a couple possibilities. Um, uh, the Oilers, although I don't know why, because they just they traded Ekholm for him. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't want to trade him. Toronto or um, maybe New Jersey or the Islanders. So I don't know. We'll have to just keep our eyes and see what's what's going on with that. So well, new development um, in the trite side of things. So Jonathan Bergeron, who I was telling you had a really good stint with the trite. Um, I just read that he is looking to be traded now. And I was looking at it and it all kind of makes sense to me. You have a guy that comes up, plays like two or three games, and gets two goals. He blew up the AHL last year. He played very well for us last year. He has developed pretty well and can hang in Detroit. So, you have, I mean, I mean you keep a guy like Cop on the line, who, and I get it, he's... You look at Cop and he's more versatile. He plays on the penalty kill. He's can play on the power play. I'm not saying Bergeron can't, but it puts Detroit in a position where they need to either make a move or let this kid go. And if Eiserman's really if he's true to his word where he he's gonna build this team through the draft, then he can't let his thirty third overall pick go. He can't. He's got a stick. So I'm not quite sure what Detroit's going to do. I mean, this is really forcing Iserman's hand. And I, I I, think my suggestion is, if I'm the GM and I'm looking at this, I'm going to keep Berggren and I'm going to healthy scratch cop. Well, they can't really be sending him. The payroll. I mean, they're going to have to eat it and make him a Red Wing. They can't really have, keep setting him down. They can't really keep setting him down. He's got to be pretty close to having uh, go on waivers by now. He's got seven games. Seven, yeah. So they can't be they can't be pulling him up and down very many times. So no, they gotta they're going to have to they're going to make a decision soon um, whether they want to keep him or not. You know, it would be somewhat shocking to me if they let him go with the potential that he has. I mean, he's not a huge guy, but he plays a good game. So, I don't know. I mean, he's 5'11", 197 pounds. He's only 23 years old. I mean, I, I think you have to. I think you have to hold on to this kid. Well, thank God he's not a coach. Yeah, yeah. Are we segueing into that now? Because Detroit's. Uh... I tell you what, you better not lose Detroit if you want your coach. The coach killers. First, first, and back in uh, on November twenty sixth, Detroit beat Detroit beat Minnesota four to one, and Minnesota relieved their coach Dean Evanson. So yeah, and then two games, two games later, they beat the Predators. Yeah, well, so he's gone. Now fast forward, Detroit beat St. Louis. 6-4, and Greg Berube is relieved of his duties. Even after he won a Stanley Cup with the organization, they felt it was going to move on, and he is gone. The coach killers, the predator goalie killers. Well, it only happened once so far this season, but... So they're they, the goalie killer? They beat, Car- they beat Carolina, and then, they put, and then Carolina put the rant on waivers. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I think they did, that happened, uh, I don't know if it was last year or a couple of years ago, too. But um, kind of a, a funny story, um, like you saw on social media. Uh, Chichurin doesn't know what jersey he's wearing. <laughs> you know, or at least he thought he got traded. Uh, he, he was walking in the Stars Tunnel. But I'm like, why didn't the Stars say something? But then well, we'll find, we found out why. There's good reason. He was cut up pretty good. Um, that was a nasty cut. What so was that, skate? So they told him, I didn't see the, the play, but the team doctor said, go down, you know, go down their tunnel, go in the Stars tunnel and see the Stars team doctor. 
It was so a pretty. Just sent him down there for a second opinion. Pretty, pretty, it was a pretty funny social media story. Um, kind of. At first, it kind of caught wildfire because nobody knew anything, and then like a day later, we found out why. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, you don't even blend in well, pal. <laughs> yeah, those green things are like ugly. He played but... off though. He, I mean, he marched straight down there, didn't say yeah. a word, and just stayed in uniform. <laughs> he had me fooled until he saw his jersey. And the stars are like just. And uh, so, yeah, and 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 um, Duchesne was right behind him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously a reason. Yeah, but uh, Patrick Lane is going to be out six as if the, as if uh, they need Columbus needs any more bad luck for them. Um, he's going to be out six weeks. Got broken clavicle. Uh, I mean. They just Columbus is a rock right now again. Um, so that's not good for them. Um, that's I think that's pretty much the only injury that I saw. Other than well, that he's not gonna be out. He just got caught. It looked like a pretty nasty cut, but for the uh, NHL standards is probably nothing to stitch in it I'm sure he played the next period um, I think that's about all the news um, uh, your your buddy your friend there from Detroit Tatar uh, he was he was on the avalanche you know, I, have to, I have to say he's, he's got kind of a, a soft spot in my heart he, they traded him to the Kraken um and he made it soft spot in my heart, D-Law. Because he wanted to No, no, no. It's because back when he was with Grand Rapids, it was his rookie season in Grand Rapids, and uh, Brad May was on the team. So my son's at the game, and I was like, you know, I want to see Brad May. He was played with Buffalo for many years. He played with Detroit for a few years. Tough, loved to fight, went down to play with Grand Rapids back in his hometown and I was like, you know, let's let's go meet him. So we get down there and um there's a bunch of people around Brad May. So we we get up there and Brad May is um you know he takes my my son's puck and he signs it and gives it back to him. And while my son's doing that, I mean he's little, he's probably like six at the time, seven. No, he's probably like seven. So he's all excited, and I got my hand on him while he's waiting to get his autograph. I'm just watching this guy throwing bags and and all their gear into the bus. Well, it was it was Tomas Tatar, and I remember just watching him play throughout the game. And I was like, ah, oh, he looks smooth. And then there he is. I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be nice watching him in Detroit someday. I mean, that was that was a fun thing about when Detroit. Uh, or Grand Rapids would be playing in Rochester. You know, I can see some of these guys like Mantha. I know he's gone, but um, Bertuzzi, Mantha. Um, uh, who else have I seen? Dan Cleary played down. Brad May played down. Darren McCarty played down. Like I got to see these guys here in Rochester. But yeah, it was just kind of cool. I, I so I just I know I got way off topic there, but yeah, it was just kind of cool. Seeing Tatar, you know, just earning his stripes with the team and doing what, you know, what probably every rookie's had to do. But he, uh, so he got traded to Kraken and he played, made his Kraken debut against the Kings. Um, he actually didn't, he didn't play all that bad. Um, at least I thought, um, you know, he didn't. He didn't score. Um, you know, the Kings ended up winning in a shootout. Um, T- Tatar did end up um, getting a shot in the shootout, but he didn't score in it. But, um, so he, uh, I didn't think he played all that bad. Um, he blends well. He's one of those guys that blends well. I don't, you know, he's not going to be, you know, not going to be scoring goals for him, but he's, you know, more, I think he's going to be more like a role player. Um, you know, I, I mean, <sighs> you get players and you get just, I mean, there's some, obviously there's different calibers of players and he, he just, like I said, he just, he, he's not a superstar. He just blends in. 
But that's um seem like there's all the all the angel news. It seemed like there's a lot, but I don't think I think we cover all that. Um no more uh not 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 a lot of fines or suspensions kinda of slow on that week. Um so I guess we can go into the Pred Wings ten. Um I got a few surprises on mine. Um you know what? The king. I got. I got the Kings moving to number one, uh, just because Vegas and Boston lost a couple, um, couple games. Um, I think Boston just lost in New Jersey, even though it was overtime. Um, and the Kings, they looked pretty good. I mean, Seattle's Seattle's a pretty pretty decent team, um, despite their record. Um, you know they're they're sitting in fifth in their division, but that that's a pretty tough Pacific division. You know Vancouver's starting to, to starting to catch on now, but um, I got Winnipeg. They're you know they I got them and moving moving to number two. Uh, they're they're playing really strong. Um, they're uh, well they were they were leading the division to Colorado just one tonight, but you know they're coming on a two game winning streak. Um, then I got Vegas drop in the third. Um, um, they'll probably be back. Um, you know, it's it just, you know, these, it's just probably going to change week to week, just the way the weeks, the weeks are rolling. Uh, the Rangers reemerged on mine. Um, they dropped out last week. I got that moving back into four. They're, 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 uh, they had a couple huge wins. Um, they're still leading, leading that division um, over the mighty, you know, the Red Hot Flyers. Um, and then I got uh, Dallas at five. I guess I got them moving up. They had a couple, couple wins, huge wins, and then probably a surprise. Um, I know got Nashville moving up to six spot. They uh, just, you know, they're on that uh, four-game wing streak now, uh, and just because, you know, they're they're red hot lately, like little win streaks. I think they're 10, 10 of their last thirteen. They've won now, um, but then I got Toronto moving back in at seven, um, and this this week was kind of tough for me deciding who who's going to be in the top ten. Florida, I got them dropping just one uh, to eighth. And I mean, this is a tough decision, uh, boss. And I get them dropping way down to nine. You know, just they lost that. You know, I believe it was New Jersey. I mean, there's New Jersey sitting in six. Um, I believe I think it was New Jersey. They just lost to in overtime. Uh, yeah, it was over overtime. Um, they're not even a division team. Uh, I know they're probably rivals, you know, over the last few years. But and then I got Philadelphia. Um, that's another tough decision. I had them way up last week. I got them in sitting in tenth this week, not just because the Predators beat them, um, but you know, it just it was hard to put them in. I mean, they're they they're, they've won the last two. The Flyers have. They're they're still a little bit behind the Rangers, but. I had to put them in somewhere. I mean, there's just, it's like I said, this, this top 10 is probably going to be changing a lot, you know, week to week basis. Um, and, and of course I got Edmonton, Arizona dropping out, which I'm sure they'll probably emerge in the next coming couple of weeks. But I got a couple of special mentions. Uh, Minnesota is really coming on. Um, after that, that new hunt coach, uh, the, the hiring, um, so they're on the three-game win streak. They're seven and three. Their last ten, so you know maybe they'll cool off. But for now, yeah. And then Montreal, they got seven points in their last eleven games, so they're they're starting to catch on. Um, you know they might be a little bit too far down. You know they're back to five hundred, but you know they're. Someone to keep an eye on. That's my. Uh... We haven't hit the All Star break yet. So I mean, there's still a lot of hockey left. Um, you know, mine's mine's relatively unchanged. Just kind of shuffled around a little bit. I'm just gonna, like usual, just kind of wing through it here. Um, 
So I've got Vegas on top. I've got Boston moving down a few. Uh, I got the Rangers is number two. Vancouver is number three. Boston falling to number four in mine. Uh, Colorado's moving way up uh, to number five. I think they've been playing good hockey, and it's kind of starting to click for them. Um, I've got Toronto up there. I think they've been kind of catching on as well, as well as the Kings. Uh, then I've got Dallas, Florida, and Winnipeg. And a couple of mentions. I, I do want to mention Nashville. They are one of the teams that right now are looking pretty good. If they can sustain this momentum, then then I think you could have some exciting hockey coming up. And then another honorable mention, which I talked quite a bit about already, is Philly. And they're the team that scares me. I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be a sleeper. I think we got to be careful of them, but yeah, I've still got Philly. They're just they play a, a pretty dominating game. Bunch of jerks. No, they're the bullies. But okay. But that's my that's my top ten. Pretty interesting. Um, a week we got it coming up as the rookies. Let's see how they changed. Kind of, but are still leading. With 26 points, uh, 12 goals, and he's got 14 assists. But Pavel Minikov, I can't say that name. Minikov has got just ahead of him with 15. And then uh, Predator Luka Vangelisica, he's got 11 assists. So he's kind of catching him in the assist category, but. Uh, that's that's the rookies as far as the regular points battle. It looks like Kucherov with 52. Kit McKinnon, he's kind of heating up. He's got 47 points. And Brock Boser, the Canucks, and Austin Matthews are tied with 23 goals. And then uh, McKinnon's got 33 assists and Kucherov with 32. Uh, the goalie side, Saros is not in the top 10 and goals against. Um, but Aiden Hill's leading with 1.93 for the for the Vegas uh, Knights, and the save percentage is also 9.33 for Aiden Hill, and Saros is not in there as well. Let's see what shutouts. Oh, Connor Ingram still got three shutouts, and Demko and Tristan Jerry, who I don't know how he ended up with three shutouts because the Penguins are a mess. So, just some uh, goals and assist leaders going on for uh, for the NHL. I don't have any stories, uh, hockey stories. I don't know a few other than. Uh, so, let's see. The Admirals. Um, they, uh, last week they had a game, uh, I mentioned they had a couple games in Winnipeg against the Manitoba Moose. They won, they won the first one, uh, but then they just lost. So they had that, that game, they were on a three-game winning streak then, and then they just lost. And then they got a game against Iowa coming up, and then, uh, looks like Chicago's coming up as well. Uh, let's see what we got for, um... Some of the leaders, uh, Garyanov still leading the Admirals with 21 points, and Mark Jankowski, who's went back down after his couple games up in the Predators. He's he's still up there with 20 points. That's about it. I don't, I don't have much info, like I said. I, I haven't really followed him too much. Um, you know, with goals, they've got five players all with the same amount of goals. You've got Tara Horosi, Jonathan Bergeron, Simon Edvinson, Tim Gettinger, and Joel Esperance all having six. Uh, moving over to the assist, you've got Tara Horosi with 14, Jonathan Bergeron with 10, Edvinson with 10, Brogan Rafferty with eight, and Tim Gettinger with six. And then overall points, um, Horosi, Bergeron, and Edvinson top the are the top three, so some good some good youth there, if we can hang on to it. So that leads us into uh, this Thanks. this week's uh, uh, section. Actually, before we get into that, uh, let's see. I first game was Philadelphia. We both got that correct. And then we, I got the Carolina one incorrect, and you got that one correct. Um, I believe I thought I said that we're going to lose. 
but then uh, we kind of flipped, flipped it and against the Washington. I I was right on that one, and you were wrong on that one. So that leads us um, still leading the Preds seventeen and fourteen at fifty four percent, and you are fourteen and seventeen. So just the opposite uh, at forty five percent. And then for the Wings, let's see. Your first game was at St. Louis, no, or is that Dallas? Dallas. Uh, I was wrong on that. You were correct. Did I call a win? And then I was wrong against St. Louis, and you were right against St. Louis. We we're both wrong on the Carolina pick, and then we we're both right against the Philadelphia pick. So we're both we're tied at fourteen and sixteen. So that we're both at forty six percent, and then overall we're fit. I'm fifty percent, and you are forty five percent correct. So that leads us into the wings week. So we've got Anaheim. Um, I'm gonna go with the win against Anaheim, and Winnipeg. I'm gonna go with a loss. Philadelphia, I'm going with a loss. New Jersey, I'm going to go with a win. I just think Philadelphia is, and I think Winnipeg is going to just thrash us. Um, So I'm going to say a win against Anaheim. They're, I don't know what's going on with them. Winnipeg's playing really, really, really great um, lately. So I think, I don't even think, uh, I mean, I'm not going to predict any scores, but... Don't hate me, but I think it might end up being a blowout. So I'm going to call that one a loss. Philadelphia again. That's like two and oh, wait. No, that's right there in the same conference. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia's still playing pretty good. Um, so I think I'm going to call that one a loss. And then uh, next week's Christmas Eve game uh, at New Jersey. I'm going to see. New Jersey just beat Boston. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna lose New Jersey. Leads us into the Preds. They got Vancouver coming in, so they're, they're still you know a little two game home stand. <sighs> they're playing really good. I hope they, they need to play a little bit better than against Washington. But I think they're gonna win that game. I know Vancouver is a really good team. Um, but I think they're gonna win that game. Uh, then they got then they got to go to Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. I I think you know being at home. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Preds. You know they they've you know they only got two games. Jeez, here we go again. Um, um, they uh, here we go again with Philly. Yeah, it's like Detroit plays them, and then we play them, and I mean we only we only play Philadelphia twice because they're Eastern Conference. We got a back to back, so hopefully Detroit can win that game. So we play Philadelphia the twenty first. Agreed. And you've okay, so that's twenty second. It's at Philadelphia, and then they got to go to Detroit. So yeah. Um, no, but why does every team that I've seen so far, and I haven't paid attention to all of them, their back to backs are always away and home. Why did Detroit have two away? I'm not sure. I have to ask uh, whoever does the schedule. But um, uh, I think, you know, the Preds, yeah, I mean, they didn't play all that bad against Philadelphia at home, but, I mean, Philadelphia probably, I don't know if they didn't do their homework, but they're, they're going to find a way. They're, they're going to win that game um, just because – they, you know, they, they know, they just played them and they know, they know what it's like. And then uh, Dallas, uh, that's in Nashville on Christmas Eve. Um, they're going to, I think the Preds are going to lose that game. They, it's a big game. It's a big division game. They really need to win that game, but they're, they just, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll surprise me, but yeah. Um, so that's that's the week ahead uh, for the Predators. Uh, Vancouver, Philadelphia, at Philadelphia, and then home against Dallas. So they got a nice little homestand other than that little trip to Philadelphia. Um, and then no teasers, but we got a game against Detroit coming up in a couple weeks. So 
I'm talking. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, it depends on what's going on. Um, it's not a New Year's Eve, you know. But um, but yeah, that's our week ahead. I got the Preds got three games and Wings have four. So I guess that's pretty good. And you know. Not quite halfway yet. We're you know everybody's pretty much around the thirty goal. I mean obviously or thirty get thirty goal thirty game. Um, some teams have played a little bit more than thirty. Some played a little bit less. So they're pretty much hovering around that thirty game mark of the season. So um, so that's another week here in uh, Pride Wings podcast, and I'm sure we'll you know let you know. About our recording schedule coming up in the next week or two, you know, being Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff that um, um, might be a little bit earlier, later. Who knows? So we'll get we'll get all the scheduling details wired out in the next few days. Um, but our social media, uh, Facebook, Discord, and Instagram are at Predwings Podcast and. X and YouTube at Predwings Pod. Our email is PredwingsPodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any uh, last thoughts for this week, stay safe and stay warm. Thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.